Welcome to this episode of TechLink in Conversation. I'm Claire Trott, a Director of Technical Connection and Divisional Director at St. James's Place. During our conversations, we seek to review the topical bulletins published on TechLink, our knowledge management tool for all things tax, trusts and pensions and much more. However, today is a little different. Today I want to talk to my colleagues and friends at St. James's Place about our roles in the Technical Connection Division in the context of International Women's Day. So with that in mind, I want to introduce Anna Blake, Danny Brotherston and Leander Cardle who are all part of the senior leadership team alongside our colleagues, Derek Lovell and Richard Hopegood. Anna, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role in the Technical Connection Division? Hi, Claire. I'm Head of Division for Business Improvement in Technical Connection, which means that I have a few different hats that I wear. And that includes overseeing communications across the wider division, delivering symposiums and events, being accountable for clients in vulnerable circumstances and delivering smaller tactical automation and process improvements. That sounds very, very busy. I have to say lots and lots of different hats there. Let's move on to Danny. Danny, tell us a little bit about what you do. Hey, Claire. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Divisional Director for Advice, Policy and Development. Um, and essentially, my team's responsible for setting our advice policy. Um, that includes looking after our advice framework, which Um, essentially sets out the standards to which um, our partners and advisors need to advise their clients to. Um, I look after our suitability letters. um, And as well as that, I also, well, essentially me and the team, look at how we can develop and evolve our advice proposition. Um, It's quite a varied role, but something that I love, that's for sure. Again, yeah, lots lots of different things going on there. Uh, And Leander, last but of course not least, let's (laughs) focus in on your role. Yeah, thanks, Claire. So uh, I'm Leander Cardle. I'm Divisional Director of Technical Services, and I run five helplines that are there to provide support to partners and their practices on all elements or all technical elements of financial planning. So products, regulation, legislation, and also our advice guidance that sits around giving advice to a client. So a couple of my teams work very closely with Danny's teams in terms of the advice policy. Lovely, Leanda. So a little bit about what I do. Well, I'm Divisional Director for Retirement and Holistic Planning. Um, my job is very varied. So I work with all the ladies in the team and the gents, um, uh, and we and, and interact with those quite a lot. Um, my core role really is regarding pensions but my team as well also deal with our goals-based planning and holistic planning so that's using tools such as Voyant and Opal to to look at uh, future planning for um, clients and and helping our partners uh, make those decisions but I also deal with our policy team and um, and dealing with different projects as well so I think it's safe to say that we cover a lot uh, in our team uh, and, and deal with all sorts of uh, very, very varied uh, day-to-day activities. Um, but fitting that in amongst um, our lives can be really, really difficult. And I'm going to come to you first, Danny, um, given our conversation just first thing this morning. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background first and then uh, and your how this fits in with your role and, and how your family life fits in amongst all of this as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I guess in terms of sort of background and how I sort of ended up in my current role, um, I should probably start off by saying I had no plans whatsoever to work in financial services. Um, I started off doing an engineering degree and I was like was completely convinced that I would be designing bridges for the rest of my life. Um, that clearly didn't happen. Um, I've never designed a bridge in my life. Um, and I ended up somehow uh, being convinced that I should become an actuary, um, which... 
uh, is probably because I loved maths, or I still love maths. I'm sort of a secret maths geek, I guess, at heart. Um, so I sort of spent the first part of my career working in pensions, um, sort of advising both trustees and corporates, predominantly on their DB um, schemes, but sort of towards the end, their DC schemes, especially in sort of post-pension freedoms world um, as well. Um, and then I moved to SJP um, and I've had a couple of roles at SJP. So, so prior to where I am now, um, I worked in our research and development team um, and sort of helped build out our proposition in Asia. Um, and then I moved into our investment management team and did a lot of sort of proposition work and developing new funds um, for, for the investment area as well. Um, so all, all good fun. Um, ironically, I always say that I don't really like change, but I seem to have changed and done different things throughout my career um so for whatever reason that seems to work for me gone with um, the flow a little bit there uh, yeah yeah something like that <laughs> I think it's whenever I go oh I fancy a new challenge um I, I kind of see something else and I go oh, let's give that a go um so yeah you can't you can't ever not know enough that's what I reckon um oh, in terms of that family life um so I've got two young children I've got a six-year-old who I was talking to you about as you mentioned just before the call who's unfortunately not very well um so the juggle of looking after her and working is very real at this very moment um I've also got an 18 month old son as well um and yeah it's uh, it can be a challenge um it's a juggle that's for sure in terms of dropping kids off at school nursery meetings um in London or Bristol or going into the office in Sirencester. Um, I'm very lucky that I've got a very supportive husband who he works for himself. So that's that's quite fortunate because it means he can sort of be available to do childcare, you know, if, if I'm away or um, if, if something happens and, and I need I need somebody to look after the kids. Um, but and I appreciate not everybody's not everybody's got that. He's also created a very um, it's not that complicated. We've got a board near our front door, which literally has every single activity of where if I'm away um, at work, then they're sort of not around to do school drop offs and who's dropping off kids at schools, who's taking who to what clubs at what times. So um, it's mainly for him, to be fair. Most of that I can sort of keep in my head. But he likes to have a nice chart that tells him exactly where he should be when. So nobody gets forgotten about. Um but yeah, but and SJP's been great, to be fair. Um, they're very supportive from a, um, I guess, work, family life commitment. I've never missed anything from a sort of school perspective. Um, there's a school assembly that parents are invited to. I've always been able to go. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's a juggle, but it's it's doable. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm, I'm going to take you back a little bit just here. I just saw you thinking about talking about your son who's 18 months um, you were off on maternity leave and lucky Leander was there. She was covering you when, when you were on maternity leave. So she had two jobs at that point. How was maternity leave and the coming back and the, the taking your role back from someone who's been doing it for um, um, nearly a year? Yeah, it was uh, maternity leave was great. It's kind of a completely different world because one minute I'm sort of quite a senior person in a FTSE 100 company. And then I'm sat in a baby class shaking a rattle kind of laughing to myself going if people at work could see me right now um <laughs> they'd go like that's not the Danny that I'm used to seeing um so yeah very varied um coming back to work I always I can remember when I when I came back to work after I had my daughter is the thought of returning to work is always a lot worse than reality because I think it's it's that change and you suddenly go oh my, how am I going to cope with work and nursery and looking after the kids and keeping the house tidy and, and all of these sorts of things but it's it still amazes me how quickly you sort of just settle into a new routine um that's not to say it's not daunting there is you kind of I think you question yourself you worry and you go 
am I am I going to remember how to do my job? Am I going to remember how to do X, Y, and Z? Have I, you know, have I missed out on loads because of the last year? Um, and actually, it is quite surprising how quickly you end up back in the role. Um, and as you said, I was super fortunate to have Leanne to look after the the team and my job whilst I was away. Um, and so, so that really helps. I knew it was, I knew it was in safe hands ultimately. Yeah, it definitely helps you know who's uh, who's there yeah. and who's looking after it. And you have similar goals and, and things. Well, I'm going to quickly move back to, to Anna um, and ask Anna to, to cover very similar things, if, if that's OK with you, Anna. Yes, of course. Um, so I guess my uh, financial services journey starts when I was 18, do my levels at school. And the careers advisor said, well, just send your CV off to lots of different companies and see who gives you an interview. Um, so I merrily did that, um, had an interview with Ally Dunbar, was given a job. And I was like, great, cracking. Right. What do they do? Um, so I joined Ally Dunbar, worked in their pension review area. Um, and then in, oh gosh, 2006, maybe joined SJP and worked in business assurance, um, became a manager in there, went on maternity leave, came back and joined technical services um, in the shape it was back then. Um, and of course, that's now become technical connection, which is a very different beast to what it was um, all that time ago. I think like Danny, I didn't really have a career path. There was no, oh, yes, I want to do X, Y and Z things just kind of fell on into my lap um, and I just picked them up and ran with them. Um, and sometimes I'm really jealous of people who've got a career plan and know they want to do, um, you know, be a teacher or they want to hold a certain position. Um, but actually having that flexibility in your life um, is actually quite useful, I think, in terms of not knowing what you want to do. Um, and in terms of my family life, um, so I've I spent a long time being a single parent, um, which was, you know, quite frankly, really hard sometimes um, in terms of choosing choosing my career over my son, which was, you know, it was a challenge. Um, but actually, where I ended up was I have the rest of my life to have a career, but I didn't have, I, I wouldn't have that time again to watch my son grow up and take him to you know, the school plays and all that sort of thing. So um, it was a choice that worked for me. Um, it doesn't work for everyone else. Um, yeah, and, and that's about and, it. And you're, you're, you're pleased the way that um, he's grown in that environment and you've had that time to spend with him? Yeah, so I only had, you know, a year off maternity leave. Um, and I think like Danny said, towards the end, you know, you're, you want to come back for some adult um, interaction, I think. Um, but yeah, I... I was always really conscious that I have never taken my son to school for school opening. He always went to breakfast club so that I could always come to work early and get a parking space, um, but also so that I could then finish early so I could pick him up from school. Um, and I was always conscious that I wasn't one of the mums at the school gate um, and I just wasn't that person. But actually, I think what it's shown my son is that women have to work. Um, and he's got a good work ethic um, and he knows that that's important. Oh, that's that's really nice. That's a good thing to to instill in your son. I think um, that's lovely. 
Um, I'm going to move on to Leander now. So, Leander, do you want to, to run through with us how you got where you are and, and, and how your family life is? I know we're all very different. Yeah, it's interesting listening because we're all very different, but I think we all have a lot of the same challenges when it comes to family. Um, but, you know, how did I come into financial services? So when I was 12... I told my parents that I wanted to be a dancer. That's what I wanted to be on stage and I wanted to be a dancer. So I really did have that clear focus of this is what I want to do. And my parents said, that's fine, get your qualifications and then you can go and do that. And that was really good advice from them. So I made sure that I got my O-levels because that's how old I am, then went on to do A-levels. And then instead of going to uni, I went to stage school because, you know, that's what people who want to be on stage do. And obviously, you know, the life of a, a dancer, sort of singer, has a very short shelf life. So by the age of about 28, I'd kind of had enough of... Uh, of never having any money. Doing what I loved was fabulous, but at some point you go, I need to get a bit serious about life now. And I kind of just fell into financial services. I'd been temping. And I think I've always been quite a people person. And then this job as a financial advisor came up, which was largely based around, are you good with people? Because people buy people, right? Um, so I moved into, strangely enough, giving financial advice, had lots of fantastic training and really built up my knowledge from there. Um, and then in about 2004, I thought, you know what, if I talk to another client about a PEP or a Tessa or an ISO, I'm going to go a bit mad. I want something more. So I moved into a head office role and that's when I started managing people, which is really my bag. I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a technical person. I've got my diploma, but... You know, I don't see myself as technically minded in terms of financial planning. For me, it's about people. Um, I came to SJP in 2016 and my purpose then, by that point, I'd got three children. And my purpose then was to take a step down from roles I'd been doing in previous companies. Because so I've got a 21 year old, a 17 year old and a 10 year old. So at this point, my 10 year old is very tiny and I remember having a conversation with my 17 year old and saying what do you remember about when you were little and she said you left the house before I woke up and you came home as I was going to bed and as a mother that's a really hard message to hear so I was really really keen that my 10 year old had a very different experience of me And so when I came to SJP, it was to take a step down, to allow more family time, wind the clock on a few years, and guess what? I'm a DD. Um, But I think it's much easier to balance work and home life than it has been, than it was 20 years ago. And I think employers are waking up to the fact that they need to be more flexible to allow women who tend to take the main role in terms of homemaking and looking after children, you know, in terms of being able to allow women to have a home life and also be successful at work and fulfil their goals at work. Um, You know, I remember very well dosing the kids up on Calpon and shoving them into nursery when you perhaps knew they weren't well enough to be there, but you've got to do it because you've got this really important meeting. Um, You know, very similar to Danny, our life is 
planned like a military operation, you know, and I was recently chatting to one of my um, friends who also works in financial services, also has two children. She turned up on Roman day at school with her child in full Roman costume regalia and realised that Roman day is next week and not this week. (laughs) So my poor child had to spend the whole day dressed in her Roman costume, you know, and I think we've all been there trying to juggle it and sometimes failing miserably. Oh, that's a, that's a absolutely brilliant story, and I think it's happened to to a lot of my my friends uh, uh, as well. Um, thankfully, or thankfully, I'm not I'm not a child person. I'm just going to put that out there before we start. So all these challenges that you guys uh, you guys experience, my cats are probably not the same level of challenge. Um, although they do have a tendency to get in pretty much every meeting, everyone will uh, appreciate that one of them will turn up. Um, I, I think when Danny was saying a minute ago about her background and, and the, that she nearly became, well, she did become an actuary. I nearly became an actuary. Um, I turned them down. I was stronger than you, Danny. I said no. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> my, first, my first job, um, uh, a bit like Anna's, was in pension review. But um, I, I, I literally answered an ad in the Brighton Argus, because that's where I was back then, that just said maths graduates wanted. That's all it said. And that's that was it. Pensions through and through for me. 20 odd years, pensions, uh, pensions exams. I did do financial advice. I do do a bit of financial advice again these days. Um, but um, I, I am a, I'm a techie at heart. Um, and that's what I love doing. My my balance and, and my challenge in, in, in my world is I, I like to run. I like to get out in the outside world. Um, I anything so I've, I've got cars I have a very busy social life that sounds really sort of selfish I know um, but it keeps me sane um, and I think we'll all appreciate some of our day-to-day uh, work can be quite stressful um, and I think it's important that you always have something outside of work um, that you can focus on and I, I know either that be children side projects you know um, things with our families um, can can make a big difference just going to move on now. So, I mean, traditionally, financial services, I think we've mentioned this a few times, uh, financial services advice has seemed to be a very male-dominated profession. I know that personally I've been encouraged and supported in many ways since joining SJP. Do you guys have any examples of what support you've had to become the best version of yourself and thrive within your career? Um, I'm going to go with Leander first this time. I knew you were going to come to me first on that. Um, support, I, I think for me... A lot of it depends on who your manager is and how they view things. So I consider myself really lucky to work for someone who's incredibly supportive of the things that you need to do outside of work um, with the children or whatever, which then takes that pressure off to allow you to be the best that you can when you're in work. You know, it feels like a very two-way thing because I know I've got that flexibility to go and see the nativity or to go to parents' evening or whatever I need to do. It means that when I'm in work, it it motivates me to give absolutely 110% and focus on being in work. Um, so I think having a supportive line manager who understands your challenges is really the basis and a really good foundation for that 
Yeah, I have to agree. Obviously, we all have the same line manager, so we're quite lucky there. Um, uh, and but although we have all had different ones in the past, and I and I do do agree with you that there's a, there is a focus on ourselves as well as the business. Uh, and you're right, um, being able to have that um, time if we need it to do something else, then then we are um, we we are very very lucky. I think the bigger business is is just as good as well. Um, uh, St James's Place for me was a very different place than I thought it would be when I came to work there. Um, I was concerned that such a big corporate, such a FTSE 100, was going to have very, very hard and fast rules about things you could or couldn't do, nine to fives, you know, be there, um, and, uh, and, and that was it, and, and that's what you had to adhere to. But actually, it's not that place. Um, it's, it's much more flexible. I think anybody who works there will appreciate um, what they give back to their, their staff. So, Danny, uh, any, any words from yourself? Um, I guess for me, it's um, it's the opportunities I think I've been given um, at SJP through sort of a couple of different roles that I've had, um, and and I think it's very much like you kind of you you get out of your career what you put into it. Um, I think it's probably fair to say if if you get presented with a, an opportunity, no matter how small, and you do a good job and you work hard, people go, oh, oh, that's good. Oh, we'll we'll give her another opportunity actually, um, and then you you do a good job at that. And then you find that they kind of keep flying in and you go, oh, this is great. And you can then really sort of, you know, demonstrate that you've got this and that you're capable of other things. Um, and that's something I think I've definitely seen in my career at SJP. And that's that certainly helped me and given me the exposure to, you know, different committees, different, you know, levels of seniority um, has helped me learn, has helped me grow. Um, and, I, and I think that's what's really important for me is I can look back at, you know, a previous role and go, do you know what, if I was doing that today, I'd do it in a different way or I'd approach it in a different way. And the only reason I think that now is because I learned whilst I was doing it at the time. And so all of those things kind of compound and mean that sort of where you are today, you're a better version of yourself than you were, you know, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. Lovely. Anna, anything that you want to add? Um, yeah, so I guess I, I kind of echo Leander's comments about having been lucky to have great managers. But then I thought, actually, we shouldn't say we're lucky to have a great manager. <laughs> you know, all managers should be great. Um, but I was lucky to have a really strong female manager um, at the time that I was getting divorced and being a single parent. And she was the person who could really you know, put me on the right track in terms of what are my priorities in life and work. And she was a great sounding board for me. And she was the person who said, don't use up all your babysitting favours, go into all these meetings, you know, pick and choose what you need to go to. Um, she let me have space to consolidate when I needed to, and then pushed me when she thought I was ready for it. And that for me was great. Um, and then kind of professionally wise, SJP has supported all of the learning I've wanted to do. So whilst I've been here, I've, um, you know, done all the CII exams. So I'm a chartered fellow with the CII. I'm a chartered fellow with the Chartered Management Institute. Um, I'm doing a master's, as obviously, Claire, you have done one already. Um, and knowing that SJP supports all of that learning has been great. And I think a lot of companies don't do that. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, I, I have to say, I, I was I was in the, the, the test group. That's how I like to think of it. We were the first cohort of the, the, the masters that we 
we were doing and uh, I, I did really really enjoy it and actually the support um uh, and the and the encouragement from the team and from the, our managers um has been absolutely brilliant um to to get there and as i say i became again fellow when i was with with sjp um and i'd just not bothered before because i didn't feel like i had that push um but um it, it is something that um is highly recognized and i think as uh, danny was saying it's good to be seen it's good to be recognized even for just the little things that we do. And I think I also echo something that, that, that Anna said about the ability to say no. Um, people understand when we need to say no because we can't go to a meeting. Um, someone said to me, oh, can you come to a meeting on Friday? I was like, I've got two already. Um, and then you have to choose which one's the most important. It's exactly the same in life. What is the most important at any one time? And um, people understand that. Uh, and I think we get a lot of support there. So. Thank you for all your insights. But one last thing, there's always going to be one last thing. Can you give our listeners one or two top tips for making a great career in the world of financial services? Um, Anna, I'm going to throw it at you first. Thanks, Claire. So I'm pretty sure I heard on um, an International Women's Day event a few years ago, a really great speaker who said that in general, women tend to behave like when they're at school. Um, so if you do a great job, put your head down, you get given an A. Um, And they think at work, if you do a great job, keep your head down, you get promoted. Well, it doesn't work that way. Um, You need to blow your own trumpet because no one else is going to blow it for you. And that's kind of the biggest lesson that I've learned is you have to be your biggest advocate. You can't expect someone else to do that for you. So that's That's, my biggest tip. That's a brilliant tip. Brilliant tip. Uh, Leander, from you. Yeah, so I, I guess building on from from Anna's tip there, I, I think you're absolutely right. Just getting your head down and doing a good job is not going to get you promoted. And if that's what you want, you've you've got to give it your all, you know. So my tip would be take some time to think about what it is that you want out of work, set yourself a goal and then go for it. Be single-minded and make sure that everything that you do in some way benefits you in getting to where you want to be. Lovely. And Danny? I've probably got two. Can I have two? Is that you can have two. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was kind of the first one sort of more career related, I guess, and it's around opportunities. So sort of linked to what I was saying earlier is seriously consider opportunities that, that appear. Um, you might learn from it. Well, you will learn from it, actually. You might learn that actually that was a really great thing to have done, or you might learn that actually you definitely don't want to do that again. Um, I've definitely taken opportunities. I've never regretted one where I've gone, that wasn't you know, the, the right thing for me to do, but actually I learned a lot from taking it. And similarly, I've taken opportunities where I've gone, that's really helped my career. Um, so, so yeah, so don't, don't be afraid of, of change and doing something different, I guess. And then the second one is, I guess, for those with a young family, I found it really helpful to set boundaries. Um, so when I'm working, I'm working and I give my all into that. And then I'm with, when I'm with the kids, I'm with the kids. So I try to avoid at all, all possible times kind of having my laptop open whilst engaging with them or being on my phone. And I don't do it all the time. I'm not perfect. But I really, really try hard because I think that's really, really important. Oh, that's that's a that's a really good tip. Uh, from me, I think it's you know make connections and work together. We're all here to support each other. Um, businesses don't grow um, as a single person. They don't. A single person doesn't drive a business. 
Um, so for me, um, I think I've had much better experiences since I've known you guys, since um, I've connected with more people. Um, and um, I really think the idea of a mentor can be really strong as well. Um, having a great advocate. So Anna said, be your biggest champion. But having someone to, to remind you that you are good at what you do um, and, and help steer you can be just as important. Um, and be that a, a, an actual official mentor or just be that I'm going to ring up Danny and have a whinge and she's going to tell me it's all going to be OK and we're going to sort it out. Or Leander or Anna, they've all experienced it, I'll assure you. Um, but having that connection um, can, can really make such a difference to everything that you do, be that work uh, or, or just life outside. Um, and so keep your connections and, and, and definitely keep your friends close. So thanks again uh, and happy International Women's Day. Um, the content of this recording is strictly for general consideration only. No action must be taken or refrained from based on the content alone. Professional advice must always be sought accordingly. Neither Technical Connection Limited nor any of its officers, employees, contractors can take responsibility for any loss occasioned as a result of any action or inaction. <laughs>